Blog Talk Radio.
The True Israelites with your host, the seer of Seed Royal. To the four corners of the globe, praise his righteous and powerful name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Radio. Worldwide international radio broadcast, Yachwa's radio, voices of the true Israelites, is now on the air. I'll be your host, by name, your fear, Israel, of C. Royal. We're doing a series called C. Royal, the Noble of Yada, Y-H-D-H, Clean House, Fix the Blame, Solve the Problem, Take Number 14. We're going to go find our elder and bring him in. He'll tell you all about the broadcast. On the international side, over 900,000 strong and counting. So we're going to bring our elder in and tell you all about the broadcast. And we live, live, live all over the known world. So we're going to bring our elder in and tell you about the broadcast, take 14. Then the elder and myself will spread some books out and see which way it goes. And they'll know he might stimulate a great lesson when he uh, deliver what Yahweh put on him to say. We'll see you in a minute. So when you meet our elder, the Bible boss, you say, Elder Mr. Kills Israel, Yahweh be there, see right. Well, bless you, see Israel, see Israel. Oh, yeah, Yahweh. Hallelujah, Yahweh, Elder. One thing I do know, Elder, part I can tell you, Fox have been lit, curtain hair went up. It's over 900,000 strong and counting on the international side. So, well, you got to tell the national audience before we spread the books out and take care of take 14, to take your time and, and do all that Yahweh put on you to do that. Matter of fact, I'm going to pull a verse out behind that was That same thing uh, the seer told David, that whatever on your mind, lay it out there. Matter of fact, that's a nice, uh, I'm going to come back with that after you complete what you're saying to the national audience, you're on the clock, come on. Once again, Yankwa bless you, see Israel, and thank you for bringing me in tonight's broadcast among a cast of over 900,000 members. And you know, that's a good thing, because it makes me think with the deception and everything that's going on right now, how many is listening to the word the correct way and receiving it the way they should? You know, because there's not too much room for error, especially when you're trying to learn the word of Yankwa. Now, if you read the book of Second Esther, chapter 7, verse 7 and verse 8, what does that say? 7 says, The entrance therefore is narrow, and set in a dangerous place to fall, like if there was fire on the right hand and on the left deep water. 8. And only one path between them both, even between the fire and the water so small, they could only but one man go there 
at once. That rate to righteousness, that is correct. One man or one woman can only go there at one time. You're saved one at a time, not all at once. This is why we're here to help guide you through these dark times of bad teaching. A lot of the guns for those people that using their method of righteous learning and Christianity. We welcome and thank all of you for attending the Mother Live broadcast of Yahweh's ministry that comes to you live and open to you always with new and exciting topics from the King James Bible. And as you notice, first and foremost, about Yahweh's work, learning how to connect the Bible books will help. Things that you should eat and keep in the Sabbath days. All this is done because you have not. And this is the information that you came to seek and have to look no further. You've now found that in the voices of the Trusoites, tribe of Yadda. They're open unto you from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. And the days are Sunday, Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Having no class on Tuesday unless we have a high day or a special event. Now, Sabbath class we do have. And the top part of the Sabbath is Friday. At class times, it starts at 7.30 to 10.30. And the bottom part of the Sabbath is Saturday. There's a temple class that starts at 12 p.m. And an online class that starts at 2 to 5 p.m. Until the temple members desire to leave. We also have a website address. To use this on any search line, then at tribeyada.com. And after clicking it, look for tribe. Yadda.com dash Israelites. This way, you will find the big line. And under that line, you'll find some choices. One which would be in tithes and offerings. Click PayPal and follow those instructions. Now, on any other device, however, you may see menu. But after clicking this, you'll still see choices. Still choose the tithes and offerings. In doing so, remember what it tells us in the book of Psalms. Chapter 96, verse 7 and verse 8. 7 says, Give unto the Aqua, O you kindred of the people. Give unto the Aqua glory and strength. 8. Give unto the Aqua the glory due unto his name. Bring an offering and come into his courts. Now, I always remind everyone that when you join us, to remember that Yahqua loves the chill forgiveness. And also, donations to this ministry is greatly appreciated. That you give according to the Bible scriptures. And the book of Leviticus, chapter 27, verse 30. And mentioned once again in the book of Hebrews, chapter 7, verse 8, and verse number 9. This is done to keep this ministry bringing your dust says Yahweh alive. Also from building a school, a banquet hall, radio station, and land to grow the health foods we continue to speak of on this program. Hallelujah, Yahweh. Also while there, don't forget to check the calendar. The calendar will help keep you, your family, and friends in tune with the Bible feast days to come to us throughout the year. We also have a live program. This feature is available during our broadcast time. To get there, send the three words once again, Yaqua Radio Live. And after you click enter, this time, look for Voices of the True Israelites, Tribe of Yaqua. And click the red live button as soon as it appears, You'll be right into our live online broadcast. We even have a few numbers you can call with Yahweh in mind. The first, which is our live conference room number, which is 319-527-6065. The other number is 224-600-5579. 
This would be an international number where you can call and leave a message on scriptures that you may have questions on, which can be answered by any one of the six run accounts of Ralph ministry, but also in saying that. Do not call this number trying to teach. As a continuing reminder, I have to tell you, you're only here as a spiritual doubt. Also, by calling the same number, you can order with our number store 12 programs via the 12 tribes of Israel from DVD. Just make sure we get the correct name and the correct address, and you will receive it promptly. I remember one person giving me their name and the wrong address four different times. So you can imagine the chaos that caused. They did not receive it promptly. On another note, we might ask, Please do not contact the seer via email, phone, or text before broadcast or afterwards. As you might imagine, the seer is pretty busy with the WCC, the New York Station stockholder, Mr. Cigar Man, and announcing many memos that most of us have seen during our program. And now, even in addition to that, the Latter day Saints. So please use the international line of 224 600 5579. And if that question is legit, you will receive a call back, unless you call trying to teach. As I said, you are only here discouraging doctrine. Now, if you happen to miss the beginning of our program, you can catch the entire recorded show today at 9.15 p.m., except Fridays. Program time is repeated after 10 p.m. To do that, just enter three words. Again, Yahweh Radio Live. And when you click enter, look for Voices of the Trusalites, Drive Your Dot. Choose the program that you are late logging into or any previous day that you would like to listen. You'll find that during our normal broadcast broadcasts, we're also simultaneously transmitting on PalTalk. PalTalk can be logged in by your phone, your tablet, or computer. Just make sure you download the PalTalk app. We'll be listed under FNA Group. African American, look for Voices of the Trizlites, Tribe of Yadah. You'll find a room will hold 50 or more listening participants, where Yahweh's Word will be working for your Bible education. Online there to answer the on the table topics we discussed during our broadcast will be the Elder Mr. Tibbs Israel, along with Seer Israel writing as Shadow. During this time, we'll be taking no comments off topic or any more than two text questions answered at a time. And the broad talk ends before teaching time. We will continue our teaching on Pal-Talk. That's why I'll be with you all. But as a continuing reminder, when we are given the scriptures to speak by the seer, be quick to hear and slow to speak, so the words of Yahweh will flow smoothly, remembering that we have over 900,000 listeners that came to hear the righteous that of confusion, as we are given a reminder of that fact in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 33. Because when we do this, as I've said many times before, we do keep the scriptures in mind. That's a fact. But when you find those trying to win that bump the bombs contest, those are the ones that miss all the Yahweh's glory, which is said unto them. Because we are rehearsing the righteous act to learn the words of Yahweh as it tells us in St. John, chapter 14, verse 26. 
But we can start our program, and the listeners can start to get a learning scenario. We'll pass the program back to our Sea of Israel and say, Alawu, Yaqwa. All right, hallelujah, that was excellent, you part that, Elvis. So, um, so we come to inform the national audience about everything and just like not rewriting anything but giving you a thorough breakdown of what the Bible is really saying and who is it saying to. And the book of, and the book. Thomas to tell us, once you know who you are, then that property states of mind, you out of it. That state of mind, then you will know your portion. Once you know who you are, according to the Bible, then that block that we have in the mind, it'll be lifted up. So, well, we just going to see if we just throw a few things on tape and talk about it. And we'll get all the help we can get on this Wednesday night by looking at Luke chapter 12, verse 12, Elder. Elder, if we take a look at Luke 12, 12, then we're going to bounce around on the statement that you made a little while ago, and I took notes on it. And we'll see if we can get some out of that and see which way that goes after we read it. Luke chapter 12, verse 12, Elder. In the book of Luke, chapter 12, verse number 12, it says, For the righteous spirit shall teach you in the same hour what you ought to say. And at very same hour, Elder, and the righteous spirit will have you very confident because let let me explain something. On the way of explaining something, although we, we said we're going to solve the verse that you left, but then then, then that small still brought to gnaw there. Uh, look at Luke 24, 30 down to verse 20, 32. He said, look at that verse there. Although you had already put in your mind what you was getting ready to do by piggybacking off on the elder, but now before you piggyback off on the elder, Drop down what I tell you to put down. Um, let's look at, and this is going to tell us, at least the national audience, over 900,000 strong, exactly what we're working with. And if you get any signs different than this, then we're not fulfilling what the hell we're getting ready to read. Let's see what the hell we're getting ready to read and map in Luke 24, 30. Down to verse 32. What does it say to him? In the book of Luke 24, reading 30 to 32, 30 says, And it came to pass, as he sat at meat with them, he took bread and blessed it, and, and brake and gave it to them. 31. And their eyes were opened, and they knew him, and he vanished out of their sight. 32. And they said to one another, Did our hearts burn within us while we talked with us by the way and while he opened to us the scriptures? Yeah. So, 
we come on this broadcast six nights a week. And for us to make things happen, we must mind burn. And the way you make your mind burn is by doing, um, what's the key word in that that we can work with for the national order? So how do you make another um, being male or female, according to verse 32, how do you make their mind burn? I mean, stimulation to the brain. Here it is right here. And Luke, let's see. So take a look at verse 32, Elder, and pick out one word, and that can tell the story. What did it say there, Elder? Reading that again, 32, it says, and they said to one another, did not our hearts burn within us while we talked with us by the way, while he talked with us by the way, and while he opened to us the scripture? Okay. So according to verse 32, Elder, what one word will make your brain stimulate? That's like, you know, if a brain is always lacking slow to comprehend what will the number one thing help a brain in case you know somebody got all old channels or odd channels, whatever word is properly used. According to that verse thirty two, what one word will stimulate your brain? The one word would be scriptures. Excellent. Excellent. And remember that answer was for the national audience. The one way, the one word that would help you with any problems you have with your brain is by the scripture. So there go your number one way. It's not what Doc Cook put you on. The number one answer. If you got a parent or anyone that kind of got all timers or whatever, when you start having them putting scripture together. You, you go over one with them, then you show them the answer to it, then ask them, do you remember that? So they mind going to say, no, but they're going to try to be thinking about what you, you just got through doing and guess what you're doing. you stimulating the brain. That is the key to your parents once they get older, you have to be able to tell them, Mom, Daddy, Uncle Pete, or Aunt Corrine, listen, to stimulate your brain, you must hear this verse right here. And now I'm going to show you the answer to this verse right here. Now, once you got this answer to it, now if you remember that, guess what? You stimulate your brain. Yeah. So they got there. So that's stimulation of the brain. Now, good Elder. So now let's go back to what you said earlier in second Samuel seven, one, two, and three. Now let's see. Whatever you said, I made a note of it. Second Samuel chapter seven, one, two, and three. Let's see what that says. So now we know okay. if you want to help. Because this ministry will be involved in 
those that got a ear to hear all over the world. So simulate an elderly person is by showing them a verse, then showing them the answer to that verse, the precept to that verse, then ask them again, do you remember that? And they'll say, yeah, you, you read this verse, I wrote it down, and you tied that verse in with that. Yes. And guess what's still working on now? The brain. It is right. That's how you stimulate the brain, and then you can eliminate Doc Cook by using Yap Wildsley. All right, so what you getting ready to read there? Second Samuel. Now, anytime you want to add anything to whatever I say, Elder, we jump right on in there because that's, that's what we're here for. We're here to help the national audience, not ourselves. So anytime you want to add something to what we're saying, be free to get in there, or we go on to Second Samuel 7, 1, 2, and 3. Come on. Read the book of Second Samuel, chapter 7, starting at verses 1 to 3. One says, And it came to pass, when the king sat in his house, and the Yahweh had given him rest around about from all his enemies, too, that the king said unto Nathan, the seer, See how I dwell in the house of cedar. But the ark of Yahweh dwelleth within curtains. Three. And Nathan said to the king, Go do all that is in thine heart, for the Yahweh is with thee. So now the seer told him, he said, yeah, go ahead and do everything in your heart there, David, because Yahweh is with you. Yeah? Now, to know that soul, or that part called mother, that came to the stage there, Elder. See, one thing about Mother E, Mother E is short in stature, but when it comes down to where the Yahweh, Mother knows, alarm goes off, saying, hey, I'm, I'm getting in where I fit in at. Because this right here stimulates the brain, and when you stimulate the brain, you be in a position to help others. So Mother E is ready. Try with Yahweh, Jewish. One of the most out of Camp 1. Hey, Mother, Mother E. Yahweh bless you, Israel. Yahweh bless you, Israel. I'll see you, Roy. Hallelujah, Yahweh. Hallelujah, Yahweh, that mother is. And we know Mother Z saying, look, it's here. I'm sitting in my desk now. My, my paper's spread. My book's ready. So whatever rule want me to play, I'm ready there play. And that's a great thing. See, when you know you got this kind of backup, that's what it's all about. So Mother E will be giving us. Mother Z will be giving a commentary a little later after we put them on the table. Never know. Our job is the one thing. We come to stimulate the mind of those that got an ear to hear. We able to go on and help you because remember about Moses. He can't look at your age. As a matter of fact, help me out there, Mother. Hey, hey Mother E, help the old C out for a minute. I'm coming back with the minute, old. But let me show you something, that age is not, ain't nothing but a number. They, they'll say that age ain't nothing but a number, but we're going in the Bible and show you that it's true. They'll say something, but we'll go in the Bible and be like the Berans in 17, chapter 10 and 11. We'll see it in the soul. Let's run to Deuteronomy's mother. We're going to the 30th 
24th chapter. And we're going to look at Deuteronomy 34, verse 7 down to verse 12. That's what we're going to do, Mother. Let's take a look at something in Deuteronomy chapter 34, 34. 7 down to verse 12. Let's see what that says. Let's see what that says. Come on, Mother. Look at Deuteronomy chapter 34, verse 7 to 12. Verse 7 reads, And Moses was a hundred and twenty years old, and he died. His eyes were not dim, nor his nature was today. Verse 8, And the children of Israel wept for Moses, and the plain of Moab, thirty days. So they, so the days of weeping and mourning for Moses were ended. Verse 9. And Joshua, the son of Nun, full of the spirit of wisdom, for Moses had laid his hand upon him. And the children of Israel hearkened unto him and did as the Yahweh commanded Moses. Verse 10, and, the, and there arose not a seer since in Israel like unto Moses, whom the Yahweh knew face to face. Verse 11, and all the signs and the wonders which the Yahweh sent him to do in the land of Egypt to Pharaoh and to all his servants and to all his land. Verse 12. And in all that mighty hand and in all the great terror which Moses showed in the sight of all Israel. Mm-hmm. That's excellent. That's excellent, Moses. So you find out that about time people think because they don't got up into age, that they, 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 they ain't going to count no more. No, no. You, Moses didn't start his ministry until he was 80 years old. Moses was 80 years old when he started the ministry at 80. And until he let the people's way down, he could have went further than that, but he, he got excited that Peter's laying down to 120. So Yahweh had to kill him at 120. But did you, you know what I'm saying? What, what he said about it, his mind was sharp, his physical appearance was getting around was sharp, everything was was sharp. You know why? He kept Yahweh first, <laughs> and, and Yahweh stimulated his brain because daily, Yahweh had to tell him something about the children of Israel, and he had to go find, um, he had to go find who, mother? Hey, mother, who he had to go find when Yahweh told him about something? See, mother, he, he had to go do something. As soon as Yahweh told him about something, mother, in Exodus chapter 4, and remember, sooner or later, uh, sister B.S.J. Israel, or make our debut on this national audience. And she said, see, I ain't ready yet. I, I got to get everything down packed. You know, I got a lot of things 
Now I got to get make sure it's right so I can get the microphone real good. So Sister B S J she's in the wing now. She all is. She lives in the real capital. And sooner or later she'll get in that microphone and holler in that microphone. So hey, we'll be waiting on you, you hear? Now, mother, let's find out something about Moses. Now you said we just read about Moses. He went to 120 years ago, and everything was working on him. His mind was sharp. You know why his mind was sharp? Elder read it early in chapter 24, 30 to 32. The elder, he read it earlier because your, your mind will be stimulated through Scripture. See, when you precept your Bible, you happen those that got, you know, give me, give me, give me that word again. It's our old time of the, what that word is, they ought to help me out. Help those say, what's that word they call it in the English language about when your mind starts slipping you a little bit? They call it what again now, you know? Oh, God. Hey, you know, what word they use? They use the word, you know. Go ahead, mother. I heard you, I heard you mention it, mother. Say it again, mother. Okay. Well, okay, that's good enough. But see, what we see now, we know now how you avoid having your mind where they feel that you got that. And they'll, they'll always say, well, you don't got old and you don't got old and your mind will, will count particularly. No, no, that's not so. Moses was sharp as a, as a as a Swiss blade, razor blade at 120. Why? Because he was stimulated in the word of Yahweh. So mm-hmm. what you tell people that early, this is what you do to help your mind remember that you lock the door, mm-hmm. that you go to the, that you forget to do this by listening to the six anointed council of bosses of the two Israelites. Mm-hmm. They'll show you how you hear a verse then get the answer with the verse. Always you, you're not going to stumble on the answer once you hear it. You must use your brain to go seek it out. Now, once you seek it out, guess what you're doing? You're stimulating your brain. See? See, that's how you stimulate your brain. So your brain will be real sharp. You can be in a wheelchair. You can be bedridden. But one thing about it, your brain will be stimulated and it will be sharp because you can't accident and precept the body. Don't take it. No, you're not going to accident do none of that. And when you read a verse here, like we just read, you ain't going to stumble on that verse nowhere. You have to know where to go and put it together. And that's going to take you to work your brain. Right. Enough said on that. Now, Mother, we're going to the fourth chapter, and we're going to find out something about Moses. Um. Moses was around a long time, but let's let's get the foundation of Moses being around a long time. Up, we're going to the fourth chapter, and we're gonna find out what did Moses do after he received the word of the Almighty. We're going to Exodus chapter four, mother, and we're gonna pick around by. 
Ain't your, ain't your, ain't your brother Aaron, can he speak well? He said, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll make you, instead of me, Yahweh. And Aaron going to be the mouthpiece to go before the children of Israel. So that makes Aaron to be what? And, and seven verse one, mother. So what was Aaron going to be according to Exodus 7 verse 1? Let's see what Aaron going to be and Moses was going to be according to the children of Israel. 7 verse 1. Look at Exodus chapter 7 verse 1. Exodus chapter 7 verse 1 reads, And the Yahweh said unto Moses, See, I have made thee a Yahweh to Pharaoh, and Aaron, thy brother, shall be thy leader. You see that, mother? So, so when the children of Israel, mother, according to 7 1, what did, what did they see Moses as according to 7 verse 1? Yahweh. And, and what uh, was Aaron seeing? I was going to jump in there with a a statement uh, that you were talking about being slow, about being slow in speech. Being slow in speech don't mean that you don't are not wise. A lot of people think because you speak slow that uh, you got mental issues or Alzheimer's. But I was going to throw Second Corinthians in there. Second Corinthians chapter eleven, verse six says. But though I may be rude in speech, yet not in knowledge, but we have been thoroughly made manifest among you in all things. And this is what we're talking about right now in what it feels like. Just wanted to throw that in. Okay, that's excellent. That was excellent. And and not only that, he was uh, slow in speech according to, sometimes you can be, you have all the degrees in the world, and you go stand out on 47 and Kidney, I mean, 47 in Cottage Grove. <laughs> and you can hear the children of Israel that called the Negro speaking. And if you don't know what they doubt, they lingo of speaking, you hear them speaking, but you understand the words they're saying. And that's mm-hmm. what happened even back in the days of Jane Burns, the mayor. She didn't understand what the other audience was saying, but, and she had to get. Uh, Jim Taylor to be her male protein just to interpret what they were saying and break it down for us. I thought he was speaking English. So he wasn't tight tongue at all. And, and while we know that, let's read what it says in Acts chapter 7. Let's read chapter. He wasn't tight tongue. He, he didn't mean slow and speak based on he couldn't speak. It's just we got the precept to 7. 22 and found exactly that, you know, and found exactly what he meant by this because Moses was what? According to Acts 7, 22 and 23. You know, Mr. Dill? What chapter in Acts? Chapter 7, verse 22 and 23. Acts chapter 7, verse 22 and 23. 22 says, And Moses was learned in all the wisdom of the Egyptians and was mighty in words and in deeds. 23. And when he was full, 40 years old, 
it came to his mind to visit his brethren, the children of his brethren. You see that, El? So he was mighty indeed. He was mighty, but in the Egyptian tongue. You know, sometimes we be forget about, you know, we be unlearned so much from, from the high institution that when 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 some slang words are said in English, you don't have you don't have a clue what it's saying because you've been a, because remember the children of Israel, the Negro today, butcher up the English language, and we try to figure out what he's saying. Now, Moses understood, he understood the Egyptian language. <laughs> he was brought up as an Egyptian or Hamite. He didn't understand the pure semantics that the Israelites were saying, so he, he needed, he, that's why he tried to get out of it. He said, I don't understand their dialect of semantics, because he was speaking Hamitic, which is a different dialect from Semitic. So that's the problem they had. Same thing about Joseph. When he turned 17 years old, he was brought up from 17 to the time his brother changed, and he learned the Egyptian language of Hamitic. So why he said he was slow in speech, he didn't understand how to stick with the children of Israel. And sometimes we can get out of touch with our own loved ones the way we butcher up the English language and you got some that have got their grammar so tight on English language that they'll be, they get a headache listening to you talking with broken English. They'll get a headache by you talking. <laughs> so they don't understand all the, matter of fact, let me, just forgot time, I talk on that. You got a basketball player right now for the Los Angeles Lakers. He, his father is, Negro, African-American, children of Israel, his father. But his mother is Japanese. So he was raised up Japanese language and understanding. So he said now by him being on the basketball team of the Los Angeles Lakers, I have to now get a class course in the lingo that they speak. So he has to get a crash course and listen to the way they speak to. So that makes him slow speech. Slow speech in what? In English. He didn't know all the handshakes, all the words that they were used. So he all over the place. But now he don't got a now if you hear him talk now, he don't caught up that thing they Moses say. So now Mother, let's read. Let's come back and read something said. Very important to come back to Elder again and read what the seer says. Now come back, Mother, and read Exodus 4, verse number 20. So he go to game changer right here. 4, verse 12. What it says in Exodus 4, 12, Mother. Look at Exodus chapter 4, verse 12. Verse 12 reads, Now therefore, go, and I will be with my mouth, and teach thee, teach there what thou shalt say. You see that? So that's so that what we come in at. He said, Now go, go, Moses. I will be with you. 
and I will teach you what to say. And that's what we got to do with the national audience over 900,000 strong. We have to re-teach them something they got to do to really receive what we're bringing in second Ezra 1434. It's something they got to do. You they got to do it, Elder, in second Ezra 1434. See, everybody got to give a little give and take here. So what do the world got to do between this broadcast and you make the claim every time when you give a commentary or show our point? When you call in the international line, 224-600-5579, have a good spirit. But if you call in to teach, you're going you to run into a dial tone, a dial tone. That would help you. So the reason why he say that, you get ready to read the second Ezra 1434. Hey, Elder, what is it saying 1434 that we can read? The book of second Ezra, chapter 14, verse number 34 says, Therefore, if so be that you will subdue your own understanding, and reform your minds, ye shall be kept alive, and after death ye shall obtain mercy. Okay. And and, and, and when they come around the children of Israel, Elder, what they got to do with children of brought them to Israel? When they come around uh, according to the 18th chapter 1, 2, and 3, what they got to do? Chapter, matter of fact, 1, 2, 3, 4. What do Matthew 18... One, two, three, four. You see, you got to do all your, your, you got all that stuff you want to learn in Bible colleges, all the stuff you're graduated with. You got to do all that on the side. You got to put all that down to the side. That's the heavy price to pay. I know you're going to take a lot of money. You're going to pay a lot of money to be in Christian academy schools and Catholic schools. You're going to pay a lot of money. And that stuff is, is in you like tar on the roof. I understand that. But the only way you will learn the truth of this Bible, you got to subdue that understanding, put it on the shelf, and it'll get ready to read in 18, 1, 2, 3, 4, exactly how you got to operate. What does it say, Elder? Matthew 18, 1, 2, 3, 4. Book of Matthew chapter 18, reading verses 1 through 4. Verse 1 says, At the same time came the disciples unto Yahweh the Son, saying, Who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? Two, Yahweh the Son called a little child unto him, and set him in the midst of them. Three, and said, Verily I say unto you, Except ye be converted and become as little children, Ye shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven. Four. Whosoever therefore shall humble himself as this little child, the same is greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Hey, uh, Mother E, uh, Elder, y'all want to comment on that? You see, you see, see how it works. So now, so now, what have we just deal with right now? Anybody want to comment on that or want to just move on? Want to comment on that? Yeah, you, can, you, can, you, 
you can comment on it because you know, like a little child, don't have a proud look or either uh, a boasting loud tongue. You know, he he wants to learn. So if you can humble yourself, be like a little child, a learning. He's going to be the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Yeah. But see, a lot of them already got their mind made up, you know, and that's a, and that's why you tell them on the network. I mean, when you call the international line, call if you're ready to hear something, not to tell something, and then we'll get you there. Matter of fact, um, what 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 will we do, Elder? If you take notes, pay attention. What will we do according to Saint John nine twenty five? Let's see what St. John 9, 25 says, that what we'll do. St. John 9, 25, the other one say. In the book of St. John, chapter 9, reading verse 25, it says, He answered and said, Whether he be a sinner or no, I know not. One thing I know that whereas I was blind, now I can see. <laughs> yeah. So he said, Oh yeah. So he said, you know, I don't know about the six and on the count parts of to his life. But I know one thing by listening to this broadcast, I was blind. <laughs> but now I see. See? That's big, that's big. So that's a miracle. Cause we went all our life thinking one thing and we find out by this force of a two Israelite that was totally wrong. And we paid a lot of money. We was blind, but now we see. Now our mind throwing the burn on us now. Because now we now we understand when you got your Bible open, especially in the teaching ministry, your mind supposed to burn. Because he's gonna show us how to read a verse and precept a verse. And then for you to precept a verse, that means your mind got to work. And what did I do? That'll help you from seeing Doc Cook. Doc Cook ain't got to give you no pills no more for your brain. You're, you won't find out how to make your brain stimulate already. Look at WCC said, Wow, we missed it. Can we read that again? All right, now, now they say we'll read it. How to make your brain stimulate. Uh, you know, let's run back to... Luke 24, and look at verse 29, 30. Let's show how to make, you, you don't have to have no psychiatrist or, or any other to make your brain stimulate. This is the number one number one way to help your loved ones that you're thinking they don't got the age and their brain now is not functioning as it used to be. Here go Yahweh's answer. According to the Bible, what you have to do if you want to help your loved one. He'll going to come back and read again. And remember, at nine, at nine fifteen, you go back over the part that you missed. So now, and but take those too, because you might be able to help somebody else. You might be among, among an elderly person, and they and they don't remember as they once remember. And you can now you'll be able to help them show them how to. Build up their mind by what the elder getting ready to read in Luke 24, 31 and 32. 31 and 32. Come on, elder. 
Okay. Changing my notes because I had wrote down something else. Luke 24, verse number 31 and 32. 31 says, And their eyes were opened, and they knew him, and he vanished out of their sight. 32. And they said to one another, Did not our hearts burn with us, within us, while he talked with us by the way, and while he opened to us the scriptures? So, so what stimulates your brain? Learning the scriptures, as it says, and the Bible precepts. You say that? You say that? Because that's what you tell those that's elderly, that you think maybe mom got a little slow and getting around, or Uncle, Uncle, Uncle Buck ain't getting around in the night like you want to. You tell them, if you want to stimulate your brain, remember Moses, was 120 years old, his brain stayed stimulated. And the, and the reason why his brain was stimulated, uh, Mother E, let's go to second as a 14-1, Mother. Let's find out why Moses, why Moses, and, and, and the righteous act was rehearsed. He was told to the fear why Moses was so sharp. <laughs> That's how his brain was stimulated. And he was 120 years old and his brain was sharp. Like that. Sharp as a cat. And, and it was told to pass his own in the 14th chapter, mother. Second is the 14, verse 1. Let's read down to get our point, mother. 14, verse 1. What did it say? Second is chapter 14. Verse 1 reads, And it comes to pass upon the third day, I sit under an oath, and behold, there came a voice out of of a bush over against me, and said, Ezra, Ezra. Verse 2, And I said, Here am I, Yahweh, and I stood upon my feet. Verse 3, then said he unto me in the, in the bush, I did manifest, reveal myself unto Moses, and talked with him when my people served in Egypt. Verse 4, and I sent him and Led my people out of Egypt and brought him up to the mountain, mouth of Frank, where I heard him from that. Let me go with that verse again. And I sent him and led my people out of Egypt and brought him up to the mouth of Sinai, where I led him by me, him by me 
a long feast. Verse 5. And told him many wondrous things and showed him the secret of the times and the end and commanded him saying, These words shall thus these words shall thus declare, and these shall thus hide. Verse 7. Uh-huh. And then, That's good. Right there, mother. Right there. So look where you find out. That's good, mother. So now, now we find out that the reason why Moses' mind was so sharp, because the Almighty showed him the presence and will we pass with him. And showed in the future. So I see why Moses' mind was not as because Yahweh always stimulated his mind on what to tell the children of Israel, and that passed on to Ezra, saying, You know why Moses' mind was so sharp? Because Yahweh stimulated his brain by keeping him understanding every move the children of Israel gonna make, even past the time that we are on right now. So his brain stayed working because his brain was always seeing things from the pages of the book. And that'll keep your brain going. So that'll stimulate your brain by listening to this broadcast, precepting your Bible, seeing all the lies that have been told. And then you start putting things together, and then you will say the same thing that Elder read in St. John 9, 25. I was blind. But now I see. Now I see that I've been paying money. My grandmama's been paying money on purgatory. Now I find out that that day ain't nothing but bewitching my loved one. That don't bewitch me because I had myself sitting over at the, at the uh, confession booth and find out that was nothing but a, a bewitching from Satan to death. See that? See, we don't find out. See, see, see what your brain on doing now? Now you able to help your loved one. Not where you was blind, but now you see. Once you once you shut the once you shut it down, according to David, um, Elder, one forty six verse four. Once your loved ones of anybody you know give their last breath, now you know how to go to one forty six verse four. The Elder getting ready to read. But you getting ready to read, Elder, Psalm one. 46 verse 4. Now you just go to 146 verse 4 and look at the Bible and look at the one standing before you. Then you may might tell somebody that's with you, put your hand back in your pocket. Don't get that man on that. Don't don't get that man on your your hard money. They said, Why not, child? Because the hill's getting ready to read. 146 verse 4. A psalm. What is it that what is it? You know? Book of Psalms. Chapter 146, verse number 4 says, His breath goeth forth, and he returneth to his earth. In that very day, his thoughts perish. You see that? So, we'll take a shot at it, Elder. For the national audience. Well, when the breath go out and you're dead, and you return to the earth, you don't have no thoughts uh, of the living. 
very same, you know, day. You don't have any thoughts of the living once you're gone. See? Now, look at that. Now, how many people is now talking to the pastors right now about how much they want to spend on the next drummer? And and the pastor's going to tell you all type of things. But now you see now that's bewitching your loved ones and going and asking a man to forgive your sins. You find out that that's a whole, again, that's bewitching the people. So you see now, you're like you you're like you got, you go places right now, and you got people that can make up, um, I want to get that, I want to get that man. I want to get that woman. They can make up your report they can do you mix this with this and put that with that, and you you can get that. You can get who you want. See, that's be with you. But now you're able to see through it, you know, properly. But the only way you're going to really see through it is some things you got to give up. Hey, Elder, in Romans chapter 8, verse number 1, 2, Six down to verse nine. Let me let me let me take this all the way and take this care of something. Hey, Mother E, yeah, I need First Corinthians two fourteen. But some you gotta you got to they gotta do something. Totally, they gotta do something different. And they'll get ready to read in Romans chapter eight, verse one, two, six down to verse nine. And Mother Mother E, yeah, I need First Corinthians two. Read verse um, four and six. Four, six, twelve through fourteen. First Corinthians chapter two, verse four, six, twelve through fourteen. After Elder, read Romans chapter eight, one, two, six through nine. Come on, Elder. Romans chapter eight. Verse 1 and 2 and verses 6 through 9. One says, There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Yahweh the Son, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Two, for the law of the Spirit of life in Yahweh the Son had made me free from the law of sin and death. So to be kindly minded is death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Seven, because the carnal mind is empty between against Yahweh. For it is not subject to the law of Yahweh, neither indeed can be. Eight, so they that are in the flesh cannot please Yahweh. Nine, but ye are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If so be that the spirit of Yahweh dwelleth in you, now if any man have not the spirit of Yahweh the Son, he is none of his. Yes. Yeah. So, so if you don't have the spirit of Yahweh, according to verse 9, what do you say that? What, what do we say again? Verse 9. Verse nine says, "But ye are not in the but ye are not in the flesh, but are in the spirit. If so, be that the spirit of Yahweh dwelleth in you. Now, if any man 
have not the spirit of Yahweh the Son, he is none of his. If you don't have the spirit, you don't belong to him. Oh, so if you ain't got his spirit, you don't belong to him. But I wonder who you, now that, that's a big verse you just, now mother, you got to hold what you got, mother. And now, mother we y'all, mother passed, mother the book. Oh, 57 chapter, first book of Avenue. We got to make a little detour on that now. So if you're not up here, if you ain't got the spirit of Yahweh, you say you're not here, then who are you then? Now you got to find out who, so now you see, okay, let's do the elimination of process there. If you do not have the spirit of Yahweh, you are not here. Then who do you belong to? We want to precept that. By going to the book of Adam and Eve, 57. And mother going to read down to find out that you, you don't have the spirit of Yahweh in you. He said, You're not none of here. Carnal mind is envy, envy to Yahweh, and you're not here. Then who are you then? See, now we just going to find out who are you, and mother going to read it out of the first book of Adam and Eve. Chapter 57, we're going to read down until we get our point. So we know you got your Adam and Eve book. But Mother going to read in the 57 chapter, because we just got a book saying, if you do not have the spirit of Yahweh, you're not of here. Then who are you then? Mother, get ready to read. Adam and Eve, 57, take it verse 1. Mother, take your time. Come on. The book of Adam and Eve, chapter 57. Of sixty-seven. Five seven. Make it five seven. Thank you, Moses. Five seven. Let's read down and find out. Pick up it up. Five seven. Okay. Five seven. Fifty-seven. The book of Adam and Eve, chapter fifty-seven, verse one. But when Adam came out and saw his he did his signal. He was afraid of him and said unto him, Who art thou? Verse 2. Then Satan answered and said unto him, It is I who hid myself within this serpent and who talked to Eve and beguiled her until she hearkened to my commandment. I am he who sent her through the through the wild of my feet to deceive to deceive thee until thou and she ate of the fruit of the tree and ye came away from under the command of Yahweh. Verse 3. But when Adam heard these words from him, he said unto him, Can thou make me a garden as Yahweh made for me? Or can thou clothe me in the same bright nature in which Yahweh had clothed me? Verse 4. 
Where is the divine nation that did it? Promise to give me. Where is it that that bear feet of thine? Does it hope? Does it hold the earth at first when we were in the garden? Verse five. Then Satan said unto Adam, Thank God that when I have spoken to one about anything. I shall even bring it to him. Then, verse 5, Then Satan said unto Adam, Thank God that when I have spoken to any, spoken to one about anything, I shall even bring it to him or fulfill my words. Not so, for I myself have never even thought of obeying what I ask, obtaining what I ask. Verse 6, therefore did I fall, and did I make you fall by that word? which I myself fail, and with you also, whosoever accepts my counsel falls hereby. Verse 7. Let me turn the page. Verse 7. Now, O Adam, by reason of thy fall, thou art under my rule. And I am king over thee, because thou hast hearkened to me and hast transgressed against your Yahweh. Neither will I be, neither will there be any deliverance from my hand until the day promised be by thy Yahweh. Verse 8. And he said, and as much as we do not know the day agreed upon the thee by the Yahweh, nor the hour in which thus shall be delivered, for there, for that reason will we multiply war and murder upon thee and thy seed after thee. Verse 9, this is our will and our good pleasure that we may not leave one of the, one of the sons of man to inherit our order in heaven. Verse 10, for as to other boys, O Ellen, it is in burning fire, and and we will not see our evil doing, nor not one day, nor one hour. And I, O Adam, shall show fire upon thee when thou comest into the cave to dwell there. 
verse 11. When Adam heard these words, he wept and mourned and said unto Eve, Hear what he said, that he would not fulfill out of what he told thee in the garden. Did good. he really? That's good, Mother. Hey, hey Mother, read verse 2. Again, Mother, read verse 2, Mother. Okay. Book of Adam and Eve, chapter 1, chapter 57, verse 2. Then Satan answered and said unto him, It is I who hid myself within the serpent, and who talked to Eve, and beguiled her, until she hearkened to my command. I am he who sent her, who sent her through the wilds of my to deceive me. Now, Elder, you want to take a shot at Elder? So now we understand that we just preached up our Bible. He says, um, if you not, according to Romans, Paul was telling Northern Kingdom of Israel, if you if you don't have the spirit of Yahweh, you're not none here. So now we see you're not none of here, and if you're not young, none of here, then you belong to who, Elder? Take one there, Elder. You want to take a shot at that now, Elder? So now we know how to take Romans chapter 8, verse 9, and say, if you ain't got the spirit of Yahweh, you're not none of here. Now we know who you are by having a turn of mind. Take it from there, Elder. You're on the clock. Come on. Well, if you're not of uh, Yahweh the Son, it's only one answer. You're of uh, Satan the devil. Ain't no in-between. Ain't no territory. Either Satan the devil or Yahweh. So you see that? So you see how you stimulate the brain by just precepting your body. So he says, they ate what I gave and what did they eat, uh, Elder and Hosea 10, 13? So what did Satan feed Eve to see what is this that she was eating that we can read by going to Hosea 10, 13? So what did she eat, Elder, that we can read and 10, 13? In Hosea, chapter 10, reading verse 13, it says, Ye have plowed wickedness. Ye have reaped iniquity. Ye have eaten the fruits of lies, because thou didst trust in that way, in the multitude of thy mighty men. Okay? So... So what was Eve eating in the garden, according to Hosea 10, 13, Elder? Uh, the lying deception of uh, Satan. Not, but according to verse 13, what, what was he eating, according to 
Hosea 10, 13. According to Hosea 10, 13, he had eaten the uh, fruit of lies. Exactly. Exactly what she was eating was the fruit of lies. So all we got to do is show them exactly what she was eating in the garden by precept in the Bible to 1013. She was eating the fruit of lies. Satan was lying to her, and she ate it. She fell and taken to Adam and gave it to Adam, and he fell. And that same thing going on today. What we've been eating from the Roman Catholic Church, the Latter-day Saints, all the Christians of Sabbath, all we've been eating was the fruit of lies. That's why we confounded every time when we examine everything you, you have told, purgatory and everything else, they ain't nothing but a fruit of lies. We find out soundly that once you sit down, that breath that you breathe in that very same day, your thoughts perish. Because can't nobody put you nowhere if you laying there like a brick with no, with no thoughts in your head. It don't work like that. So now we see that we've been bewitched, focused, focused, and all that. So now you see the pastor standing before you, you know, hocus pocus you. Now what you going to do about it? It's up to you. And it'll be the precept there by going to Ecclesiastes chapter 9, chapter 13. You can precept that. So now you find out now. You going to do the Bible or you will continue doing what you're doing. According to David's son that pulled it from his father in the ninth chapter, verse 7 through 10, what he said, please like the chapter. Okay. Nine. Seven through ten. What did he say? Okay, Ecclesiastes chapter nine, reading seven, verse number ten. Seven says, Go thy way, eat thy bread with joy, and drink thy wine with a merry heart. For Yahweh now accepteth thy works. Eight, let thy garments be always white, let thy head lack no ointment. Nine, live joyfully with the wife whom thou lovest all the days of the wife of thy vanity, which he had given thee under the sun. All the days of thy vanity, for that is the portion of his life. And in thy labor, which thou hast taken under the sun, whatsoever thine hand findeth to do, do it with thy might. For there is no work, nor device, nor knowledge, nor wisdom in the grave, where thou goest. That's fine. That's plain enough. So those that have been invited to seance and all type of things, you see now, that's that only be with you. Now you can continue to go on it or you let your brain burn with understanding and say, You have tricked me, you'll trick my mama, you'll trick my daddy, you'll trick my grandmother, but the book stopped with me. So your tricking days is over. We ain't hearing that no more. So now, mother, you not give me that. Give me that. Um, First Corinthians chapter two, mother. 
Now I need me verse um, 4, 6, 12 through 14, though. Now, now when we get here, now Paul on a mission. So he left the Israelites that was in Rome. Now he's going over to Corinth and talk to some more Israelites tonight. Because his mission was to find the, the Israelites into they call Europe. So he's over there with them now. And let's see what he says to them that's over there in Europe. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 4, 6, 12, and 14. What do you say there, mother? Come on. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 4, 6, 12 to 13. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 4. Okay, 14. Verse 2 reads. Verse 4 reads. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 4. And, and, my speech and my teaching was not with enticing words of man, really, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power. Verse 6. I did. We speak wisdom among them that are perfect. Yet not the wisdom of the world, nor of the prince of this world that come to naught. Verse 12. Verse 12 reads, Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of Yahweh, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of Yahweh. Verse 13. With saints also we speak not in the world, not in words which man wisdom teach, but which the righteous spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. Verse 14. But the night of man receives not the things of the spirit of Yahweh, but they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them, because they are spiritual discerned. Mother, read verse 6 again, Mother. Verse 6. First Corinthians chapter two, verse six. How be it? We speak wisdom among them that are perfect. Yes, not the wisdom of this world, nor of the prince of this world that come to naught. So Paul I'm just playing the picture. So he went to the Corinthians and he says, my speech is to you Corinthians that are perfect. He said, I'm speaking to the ones that are perfect. He said, I, I know there's a lot of you Corinthians here, but I'm speaking to you the ones that are perfect. And that's the precept word there, Elder. So he wants to speak to the ones that are perfect. And when we precept that, 
Elder. How do a man be perfect? Well, Paul's saying, I'm over here to speak to the ones that are perfect. That's not how you be perfect, Elder. We're going to Psalm chapter 19, verse 7. So that's the one he's speaking to, a perfect. So I thought there was a lot of them there, but he's speaking to the ones that are perfect, Elder. What that mean when you precept your Bible in 19, verse 7 of Psalm, Elder? Mr. Tibbs, Israel. Let's see what that means. He's speaking to the one that I prefer. What that supposed to mean? We go and look at it in 19, verse 7 of Psalm. He wasn't speaking to everybody because he was an Israelite over there. He was speaking to the one that was perfect. What that mean? Psalm 19, verse 7. Come on, Elder. Psalms 19, verse number 7. 7 says, the law of the Yahweh is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Yahweh is sure, making wise the simple. So when Paul says he's speaking to the ones that are perfect, what is he saying, Elder? He's speaking to the ones that's what, according to 19 verse 7. He's speaking to the ones that are perfect. Like what? According to 19, verse 7. By converting um, perfect, converting the soul. By doing what? At 19, verse 7. Step in that mother anytime you get ready, mother. Well, what he does is makes the wise simple. Okay, well, hold that point. What, 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 what you say about that, mother? According to 19, verse 7. He says, he said, I'm speaking, I'm speaking to the ones that are perfect. According to 19, verse 7, mother, how do you be perfect? According to Psalms 19, verse 7. Okay. That, that converting the soul. The testimony. Yeah. Yes. The testimony of the Yahweh is sure, making yeah. wise the simple. But according to Psalm 19, verse 7, how do you be perfect, mother? According to Psalm 19, verse 7. The law, uh, the law of Yahweh is perfect. That's how you be Number one, Alfred, I'm speaking to the one that was keeping the law because the law of Yahweh makes you perfect. And number one answer to that is keeping the law. So he said, I'm always well, yeah, the ones that are perfect. And the ones that are perfect is the one that was keeping the law. That's how you be perfect, you know, by keeping the law. Paul said, I'm always speaking to the ones that are keeping the law. Because the law makes you perfect. Let's go to uh, Matthew 5.48 now. Let's go to 5.48. And see what it says in Psalm 19, verse 7. Let's see what it says in Matthew 5.48. Matthew 5.48. Matthew 5.48. Matthew 5.48. Matthew 5.48. Matthew 5.48. Matthew 48. 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 I'm, I'm speaking to the one that's keeping the law because the law 
of Yahweh will make you perfect. Now, to get a precept on that elder in Matthew 5, 48, and we're going to find out if the young lion, if he's coming peacefully or if he's ready to get in or he's coming peacefully to find out a minute about the young lion shortly. Let's see the says in Matthew 5, 48, what's, what's going on in 5, 48. And the book of Matthew, chapter 5, verse 48, reads, Be ye therefore perfect, even as your Father, which is in heaven, is perfect. So, so all the way you can be like the Father in heaven is perfect is by keeping the law. He's the lawgiver. He gave the law to his son. The son gave an angel, and the angel brought it out to the seer. So that's it. So that's how you're being perfect, by keeping the law. So Paul said, I'm over you with you with Corinthians. So what he's saying to you, I'm over you, I'm over you with you Corinthians that keep the law. That's all he's saying. But they put the word perfect there. So when you preach up your Bible, I'm speaking to the ones that keep the law. That's what he's saying. Now, if you want to preach up that, get one more lick on that by going to St. John chapter 1. We're going to St. John chapter 1, and we're going to get, uh, then we're going to see what the young lion, if he's coming on the network, is he coming peacefully? Not that we're going to read that. Is he coming peacefully? We'll find out in a minute. And St. John chapter 1, Elder, can you have to see out what it says in 1, verse 11 and 12? St. John chapter 1, verse 11 and 12. What is it say, St. John, reading chapter 1, verse 11 and verse 12. 11 says, He came unto his own, and his own received him not. 12. But as many as received him, to them gave he the power to become the son of Yahweh even to them that believe on his name. You see that, Adam? So he didn't go nowhere else. He came to the same thing Paul was saying. I'm over here with you Corinthians, the one that is perfect. He's, I, 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 I see you Israelites like everywhere. I'm not here for because you're an Israelite. I'm here to see which one you Israelites that keep the law. That's the one I'm coming to worship. Same thing about us. We know Israelites is 24,000 of me. But we want to talk to the Israelites that want to keep the law. And keep the law, that makes you curse. So now, Paul pulled that verse from St. John 1, saying when the son came, he said he came unto his own. The Israelites, but as many of his rights that receive him. See, you might be in a family where you might be around 20 people of your family, but guess what? All of them is your family, but only two of them out of 20 believe you. So then the two of you you work with, that's all he's saying. Paul said, I know y'all over here everywhere, like what? Like stand the seat. But I'm over to I'm over to see which one of y'all is perfect. They say, Well, how to be perfect? Is which one of y'all gonna 
be my word and do it. That's all he said. That's all he said. So that's how you that's how you thoroughly break that down. We I'm over here to visit and help the one that are perfect. Perfect with the precept it means the ones that keep the law. That's what and, and, and that's why I know. That's what it's saying. Now, you know, lining, 
and and Exodus, can you help us see how a little bit in Exodus chapter three, verse fourteen and fifteen, swing read down to first Samuel sixteen, and let's see if he rehearsing the righteous act sixteen four down to verse seven. Let's see what's the foundation of what you give me. Let's see what we can get out of it by going to Exodus chapter three, verse fourteen and fifteen there, young line, and then just throw it on down to first Samuel sixteen. Forward out of verse 7. Take your time there, young line, Brother Makai. He's coming on stage to help out on K14. And let's see what we got to work with while the mothers and the elders all here come up. All right. We're going over to the book of Exodus. We want to read chapter 3. We want to read verse 14. And we want verse 15. The book of Exodus, chapter 3, verse 14 and verse 15. Book of Exodus, chapter 3, verse 14, reads, And Yahweh said unto Moses, I am that I am. And he said, Thus shall you say unto the children of Israel, I am hath sent me unto you. Verse 15. And Yahweh said, Moreover unto Moses, Thus shall you say unto the children of Israel, The Yahweh, Yahweh of your father, the Yahweh of Abraham, the Yahweh of Isaac, and the Yahweh of Israel has sent me unto you. This is my name forever, and this is my memorial unto all generations. Mm-hmm. So we find out that Moses told his name to all generations. Now let's see what Moses had to do with that. To all generations. Now let's see what Moses has to do by now reading verse 16. All right. The book of Exodus, chapter 3. We'll read verse number 16. Verse 16 reads, Go and gather the elders of Israel together and say unto them, The Yahweh, Yahweh of your father, the Yahweh of Abraham, of Isaac, and of Israel appeared unto me, saying, I have surely visited you and seen that which is done to you in Egypt. So we find out the origin of once the angel come down and find the steer and get in cotton and loaded. What do mm-hmm. the steer folks do immediately uh, according to the foundation and 316 mm-hmm. uh, young line. What do the CFOs do immediately in 316? Go. Go and gather the elders of Israel together and say unto them. So now we're going to get a case in point. And that's why our elders ride and shot on as we speak. Because we line to see one thing about it. If we please our mighty one, Look for him to shower the blessings on us. Now we're going to get a case in point by going to First Samuel chapter sixteen, verse four down to verse seven. Let's see what the, what the young lion can can bring out in First Samuel sixteen, four down to verse seven. What it say? I mean, young lion. Going over to the book of First Samuel chapter sixteen, 
verse 4 down to verse 7. Verse 4 reads, And Samuel the seer did that which the Yahweh spake, and came to Bethlehem, and the elder of the town trembled at his coming, and said, Come as you peacefully. Verse 5, And he said, Peacefully, I am come to sacrifice unto the Yahweh, and called them to the sacrifice. Verse 6, And it came to pass, when they were come, that he looked on Eli and said, Surely the Yahweh's anointed is before him. Verse 7, But the Yahweh said unto Samuel the seal, Look not on his countenance or on his height of his stature, because I have refused him. For the Yahweh seeth not as man seeth. For man looketh on the outward appearance, but the Yahweh looketh on the mind. Good. Now, but now, now, young man, that's, that's great. And um, you, you did your part in this grand Sabbath. Can you break down a order of things and what, where did he pull that order from with no problem? And we found out the foundation of it was Exodus chapter 3, 14 through 16. We got that down packed. So when Samuel come on the scene, what did a Samuel, did he do, what can you bring out? And I'm going to ask the elder and the mother, do you agree with the, with the young line get ready to talk about the order of things in 16 chapter, four down to verse number whatever, four down to nine, wherever the young line stopped it. But young line kind of break that down in the elders all ears and the mothers is all ears too. So break that down what you just got to read from first Samuel chapter sixteen, verse four and beyond. Come on. All right. So reading at first Samuel chapter six, verse four down to verse seven, we get understanding for the precept that um precepting from Exodus chapter three, verse fourteen and well really verse sixteen is where we precepting from. Uh, pertaining to Samuel the seer, it says, did that which the Yahweh spake, and we know that what the order of things was that Samuel the seer had to go gather the elders to come and hear the word of Yahweh for the sacrifice. Yahweh wanted him to go, uh, wanted uh, 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 Samuel the seer to go take care of the business. So Samuel the seer went and gathered the elders, which Yahweh told him to go do, so he could do the sacrifice. When the elder came around, it was it was I mean when Samuel still came around, the elder uh, 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 was trembling because they wanted to make sure that he was coming peacefully. So Samuel still let it be known because he's the man of the hour that uh hey yeah I come peacefully you know but I'm coming to give you some of the stuff says Yahweh you elder. So the elders got an order and they went with him to sacrifice with him to the for the sacrifice. But the order of things was that Samuel still. Follow the order according to we could read in Exodus chapter 3, verse 16, and gather the elders all the way to the point down where Yahweh let them know that, hey, I don't look upon man's statue or nothing, but I look on the mind of man. Hey, hey, hey Ellie, you, you, you agree with that? You want to add something to it? No, nothing needed to be added. That sounds pretty good to me. All right. 
So he have a grip. What about, what about your mother? Eve? You agree with that or you want to add something to it? You agree with that or you have to say, hallelujah, what? So when I ask this question, do you agree with it? Or you have to say, hallelujah, what? Yeah, I mean, it, that means we could if you agree. Or if you want to add on something to it, then you add on something to it. So, you know, so, you know, when we ask the question, hey, hey, mother, uh, L, do you agree? Hallelujah, uh, what? Then we know to move on. Or then if you have something else to add to it, then so be it, so be it. Now, mother, what, what the young man just got through bringing to the table in, in that breakdown, do you agree what he just got through saying that, mother? Where did, where did he get his uh, precept from? That's, that's well, I'm saying, Mama, do you agree with what you say, hallelujah, what? But if you uh, want to add more to that, then you, uh, you'll go in and put out some more. But if you agree, you say, hallelujah, what? And we just get on with something else. And our mother's on you now. Move on. Move on. Hallelujah, what? All right. We move on. Hallelujah, what? So there it is right there. So there it is right there. See, that's what we got to do. See, we got to make sure we hear, and, and we could go into Jeremiah, I mean, Jeremiah and Reed, where he said, when when Pastor was talking, he said, hallelujah, what? But he said, um, the most day, but we ain't getting off into it. So now, that's good. So now, um, that's real good. What we just now see we own something. Now see on got that. Because all we call this network is to do uh Brother Titus. I mean Brother Micaiah. All we call this network to do Job twenty two twenty three, backed up with the lot three, eight, eleven and fourteen. It's all that's on our mind. See we talk on the page of the book. Job twenty two twenty three, backed up with the lot. Chapter 3, 8, 11, 14. Young line, Brother Micaiah, come on. The book of Job, chapter 22, and we want to read verse number 23. The book of Job, chapter 22, verse 23, read. If you return to the almighty Yahweh, you shall be built up. You shall put away sin far from your temple. Book of Sirach, Sirach. Mm-hmm. chapter 3, verse 8, 11, and 14. The Book of Sirach, chapter 3, verse 8, 11, and verse 14. The Book of Sirach, chapter 3, verse 8, reads, Honor your father and mother, both in word and deed, that a blessing may come upon you from them. Verse 11. For the glory of a man is from the honor of his father, and a mother in dishonor is a reproach to the children. Verse 14. For the relieving of your father shall not be forgotten, and instead of sin, it shall be added to build you up. So... Young line, our purpose of coming on the network six nights a week is to do what? What verse you wanna what verse you wanna pull out with that in the precept? What verse you wanna pull out 
that our purpose is coming on the network six nights a week to do what to the national audience? Verse 14. Add to build you up. That's all we're coming to do. We come to build you up. Because if you're able to build and we build you up, then you be able to help someone in your family that got any kind of problem, you know, build you up. But you have to know the order of things. Now, mother, mother, eat. And Leviticus chapter 19, can you have to see? Let's see what we can what we can do with this video. We're going to Leviticus chapter 19, King down to verse 17. And we want to analyze this a little bit. Let's see what can we do with this right here. Leviticus chapter 19, 15 through 17. And 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 we're gonna see. What going to come out of this by reading Leviticus chapter 19, 15, down to verse 17. Now, the WCC just said, you know, Sarah, I see where you're trying to go, but we we going to mute the elder off the broadcast. He's too talking for tonight. Why you do that? we got the power. This is our radio show, not yours. Mm. So they all got an M-U-T on him for the rest of the broadcast, according to WCC. So, so it's no accident. Can we come on this airway to sit things in war? Now, Mother, what you getting ready to read in Leviticus chapter 19, 15, down to verse 17? You ready to read, Mother? Leviticus chapter 19, verses 15 to 17. Verse 15. Mm-hmm. You shall do no unrighteousness and judgment. Thus shall not respect a person of the poor, nor honor the person of the mighty, but in righteousness shall thus judge their neighbor. Verse 16. Thou shalt oh, not go mother. up. Oh, that's one, Mother. Can you read 15 again, Mother? Leviticus chapter 19, verse 15. Mm-hmm. You shall not, you shall, you shall do no unrighteousness in judgment. Thou shalt not respect the person of the poor, nor honor the person of the mighty, but in righteousness shall thus judge thy neighbor. Mm-hmm. Good. So in righteousness, you got to judge your neighbor. Now, young line, Brother Makai, what do you mean by you got you to treat the poor right by precept in your Bible in Isaiah 14, 34? Can you have to see out about precept in your Bible in 14, 34? Okay, we're going over to the book of Isaiah, chapter 14, and we're going to pick it up at verse number 34. We're going to the book of Isaiah, chapter 14, and we want to read verse number 34. Verse 34, read. 
The book of Isaiah, chapter 14. Well, make it 32, L. I mean, on your line. 32. Make it 32. 32, read. What shall one being answer the messengers of the nation? That the Yahweh have founded Yadaju, the poor of his people shall trust in it. So you see, so even if you know they're sitting here right there in Leviticus, the poor of your people is going to be the lead tribe, Judah. He said, uh, don't don't keep on paying them no never mind. Pay them some mind because them the ones that Yahweh going to be looking at, the poor of his people. And out of, out of 12 tribes, the poorest of all is Judah, the lead tribe, because he's poor in spirit. But he, he thinks he African-American, Negro, and Christian. See, he's poor in spirit, oh, oh Judah. Yeah, well, he's poor in spirit. So he's sitting up right now and telling Moses, telling children of Israel, that don't have no respective person and make sure you do right with old Judah, the poor of the people. That's what he's saying, Mother. Now read verse 16. Let's get 16 in there, Mother. See what it says in Leviticus 19.16. Let's see what 19.16 says. Leviticus chapter 19, verse 16. Thus shall not go up and down as a cattle battle. A tail bearer. So he's telling, so mother, he's in the stage right now, telling the children of Israel, don't be running back and forth being a tail bearer. Don't do that. So he see, remember uh, the when Yahweh brought the message down and gave it to Moses, he told he gives his seal answer. So he ran the instruction down about how you con- conduct yourself and then you be healed. And we read plainly by our elder, Brother Micaiah, and Romans chapter 8, verse 9. Can you tie in Romans chapter 8, verse 9? And third, going over to the book of Romans. Chapter 8, and we want to read verse number 9. The book of Romans, chapter 8. We want to read verse number 9. Verse number 9, read. But you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If so be that the spirit of Yahweh dwell in you. Now, if any man have not the spirit of Yahweh the Son, he is none of his. So, when we precept that young line in Proverbs 1, 2, and 3, can you have to see how, when you precept that, what, what are you talking about? When you precept that, what do you mean we already found out that not none of years and mother already take care of it already in um, the book called, took care in the book of Adelaide 57, 1 through 11. But Yahweh, sometimes he might want you to come back at it again. We come back at it again. Let's see what we're working with. Y'all lying? Whatever we just said, bring it out. All right, we're going to the book of Proverbs, chapter 1. 
We want to read verse number 23. 23 reads, Turn you at my reproof. Behold, I will pour out my spirit unto you. I will make known my word unto you. Get that? So the spirit he's talking about, he said, you're not known to hear unless you got his word. So you better have his word. You can't be having the words of man. You must have his word. Give me Proverbs 2 1, young line. 2 1. Let's find out what is his word. What is his word? See, now you're going to find out what is his word by going to Proverbs 2 1. The book of Proverbs, chapter 2, verse 1. Verse 1 reads My son. If you will receive my word and hide my law within you. So he said the spirit, if you ain't got the spirit of Yahweh, you're not not here. So what is he saying, y'all when we do the precept? What is he saying? Talk let's talk. And, and mother, what we want to hear from you, mother, is um hallelujah. You you want to add something to what this Yahweh line, get ready to say, come on. Well, what he's saying is, if you don't have the spirit of Yahweh, which is the word, the laws of Yahweh, then ain't no, uh, uh, uh. And like he said in Romans chapter uh, 8, verse number 9, you can add that in there. Now, if any man have not the word or the laws of Yahweh, he is none of his. If you ain't got no law of Yahweh, you is none of his. And Mother read in the 57th chapter 1 through 11, and Satan said, you ain't got the laws and the word of Yahweh, you belong to him. So you see that? So you see what we're going to find out? If you ain't got Yahweh's words, which is his law, or got his law, which is his word, which is his spirit, you ain't none of you. So now you know who you are then, you set you up saying the devil. According to Mother read, and... 57, 1 through 11. So now, but he pulled that from his, his father. And Psalm 78, 1, then we'll start on 1, then we'll read 4 out of verse 5, but I'm going to tell you. Go to Psalm 78, verse 1. Let's see, can we beat it just a little bit? See, see, one thing about it, you have to know how to directly precept and really tear the arm off, you know, and just watch it. Parts of their body just fall off of them through your precepts. Well, 78 verse 1 says, Well, watch this. Young lion, bring it. Book of Psalms, chapter 78, verse 1 reads Give ear, O my people, to my law. Incline your ear to the words of my mouth. Thank you. Verse 4. See that? Mm-hmm. See that? You see the man's there? So now he's saying, Sound. If you're not keeping his law, you're not keeping his word, you're not keeping his word, you're not keeping his law, you're not none of it. So now you know exactly that preacher standing before you, he's upsetting the devil. He's just blind up. You see it? But see, if, you're current, if, you're, if a current of mind is not going to see it, but those that want to be in his word will see, my pastor's upsetting the devil. Verse 2 down to Two down to verse five. Come on, young line. Two to five. Two over down to verse five. Look at some. Chapter 78, verse 2 down to verse five. Verse two reads. 
I will open my mouth in a parable. I will utter dark sayings of old. Verse 3. Which we have heard and known, and our fathers have told us. Verse 4. We will not hide them from their children, showing to the generations to come the praises of the Yahweh and his strength in his wonderful work that he hath done. Verse 5, for he established a covenant in Israel and appointed a law in Israel, which he commanded our fathers, that they should make them known to their children. See that? Now you see that? Now you see that you got out of that? Now, mother. Now, mother. Let, we know you're holding... Now we let you hold that. We let the young line get grab a little bit more. I know you hold it. Come back to verse seventeen. Before we get to seventeen, I want to see. I, I want to answer to this question. Now you heard what he just got to read. Now we're going to Matthew thirteen, thirteen, thirty-four, and thirty-five, and tell me what what happened. Now go to Matthew thirteen, thirteen. I'm telling you something. You got you got a family member with the the brains ain't acting right. Then why don't you go to your, your family, turn their radio on this broadcast, read one, let them read one verse, then show them the precepts of that one verse, and see do they remember. That came luck of the dying it at all. So they're going to read the verse with they, what everybody reads. But the key to it, you can read all you want, but you got to know what to read. And have your same little one. The precept that after you show them, their brain going to start assimilating right then and there. Oh, we read this verse here. After this over here, guess what you did now? Now you're exercising their brain. You can read a Bible, a novel, all you want. But until you precept that book, your mind will not compute it to help rejuvenate your brain unless you precept. Because we read soundly, the only way your brain is going to work, help me out there, uh, hey, hey, young lion, the only way your brain going to work and help those be your loved ones, you got to understand what Yahweh said in Luke 24, 32. Young lion, what does it say? Luke 24, 32. Right, we're going over to the book of Luke, chapter 24. We want to read verse number 32. The book of Luke, chapter 24, verse 32, and it reads, And they said one to another, Did not our mind burn within us while we talked with, while he talked with us by the way, and while he opened to us the scriptures? So what makes your mind, your mind burn and start working on you? What rejuvenates the dead cells in your brain, young lion, according to that verse? What got to happen for you? The scripture. X. And be taught the scripture. X. You see that? So that's so you see you you got your parents, you're going over to Doc Cook, you're paying all that money to Doc Cook. <laughs> Like your parents to get to rejuvenate their brains 
and have them um, do all type of things. No, how to rejuvenate their brain is have them show them a scripture, read it to them, show them the precept to that scripture, then say, now you go back home. Now you go back over it, Mom, Auntie, Uncle, you go back over it. Now they're going to have to use their brain they, to read it. But the stimulation of the muscle is when they precept it. Then you see the stimulation of the muscle come in. Because it's just like going to a Christian church. You ain't got to even bring your brain inside or your Bible. You can take your brain and your Bible and leave it in the car. Because everything the preacher going to tell you, you've been heard it before you got there. You heard it already. You already know the nation, next time the band going to play. You already know it's your brain. You have no use for your brain. You ain't got no use for your brain, no Christian church, Islamic church, or, or a Jewish church, a Jewish synagogue. You ain't got no use for your brain. It'll go over the same thing. They never going to tell you about how to precept your Bible and stimulate your brain. So you really can, you really can take your brain and learn to somebody else along with your Bible. Mm-hmm. Learn to somebody until you come out. You go inside, get you some sleep and some popcorn and some sleep. Okay? Your brain is not going to be stimulated in no, in no Christian or Jewish or Islamic. The brain is not going to be stimulated. You're going to get so high, that's it. And once you reach that peak, it ain't going no higher. You'll hear the same thing over and over again. But if you come to the bar, that's what you live like. We'll stimulate your brain by going to what young line just got to read in 7, 8, 1 through 5. Now I want you to go into Matthew 13, 13, 5 and tell me. Then young line going to expound on it and mother going to say, if you agree, hallelujah, well. or she going to add on to it. We'll see. Let's see if the young line say after you read Matthew 13, 13, 34, 35, come on. Book of Matthew, chapter 13, verse 13, verse 34, down to verse 35. Verse 13 reads, Therefore spake I to them in parables, because they seeing, see not, and hearing, they hear not, neither do they understand. Verse number number, uh, 34, 34 reads, all these things spake Yahweh the Son unto the multitude in parables. And without a parable spake he not unto them. Verse number 35. That it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the seer, saying, I will open my mouth in parables. I will utter things that things which have been kept secret from the foundation of the world. What you get out of that, young man? Well, that's why I let it be known that uh, he gonna speak to uh, speak to us in parables. We've been that's what we've been preaching. He said he gonna open his mouth uh, and speak to us in parables and let it be known some secret things that are uh, that was spoken by the seers. So all things can be fulfilled since the foundation of the world. Mm-hmm. So he's gonna he gonna speak to dark fans of old. So all he's gonna do is look mm-hmm. back on the left speak with, with, with the left side of the book in hand. So mm-hmm. he only do all this 
dark sands of old is what was written on the left side of Matthew. That's all you know. I'm going to speak on the left side of Matthew. That's all the man's man. You want to do? I'm going to speak on the left side of Matthew. I'm going to speak what's already written in his dark sands of old. But the pastor tell you, don't away with it. But he said, I'm going to speak the dark sands of old. And we just got to read some 78, 1 through 5. That's all I'm going to do. It's going to be a parable to them, but really they have a dark sands of old. Mm-hmm. And then you go back to the left side of the book, you read the same thing I'm saying now. That's all he's saying. Hey, hey Mother E, uh, you want to give me a hallelujah or you want to add something to that? Move on. Hallelujah. All right. Hallelujah. So you see, that's all we do. We're coming to to wake you to wake you up of dark sands has already been said. And we now mother, come on back to that nineteen seventeen. Now come on back to Luke nineteen seventeen. Now listen to this mother. Nineteen verse now did you read sixteen already, mother? Uh yes. Okay. Okay, well, um yeah, read 15 again because I'm, I'm kind of dumbfounded right now. I've been confounded. What does verse 15 say? Book of Luke, chapter 19, verse 15. And it comes to say that when he was returning, Having received the kingdom, then he... Oh, hold on, mother. Hold on, mother. I'm sorry, but I mean Leviticus. Back to Leviticus. Back to Leviticus okay. uh, 1915. Yeah, make that Leviticus 1915. Because uh, we've done all that, but uh, I'm kind of... I, I need to, a little brush up on 1915. What do Leviticus 1915 say again, there, mother? Oh, you want Leviticus? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, make it make the Leviticus. The Leviticus mm-hmm. chapter nineteen, verse fifteen. Mm-hmm. He said, "Do no unrighteousness and judgment. Thou shalt not mistake a person of the poor, nor honor the person of the mighty, but in righteousness shall thou judge thy neighbor." Oh. Wait a minute, mother. You know, don't they don't they say you can't judge? You can't judge. You not a you can't judge me. Wait a minute, mother. If Yahweh is giving Moses to Aaron that you can judge, but the but the way you judge is by what kind of way, young line? A young line, according to mother. Reading the book of Leviticus 19:15, you can judge, but it's a stipulation to judging. And what is that? Righteousness. But in righteousness, Ex- still you judge your neighbor. Ex- so you so I can judge you. I can judge you, but the stipulation of judging you, I must judge you. What kind of way, in your line? Righteousness. 
act. So when they, so when they tell you, you can't judge me, can't judge me, yes, I can. And what kind of way y'all lying? Righteousness. Now, y'all see that? Now, can you see that? So you can judge mother. Hey, mother, you can judge, but you got to make sure when you judge it, what kind of way? Righteousness. Right. Now, what we got out here? In the book of Judges, there, you know what But I said a book called? The book of Judges. What's the name of that book again? The book of Judges. You mean, and guess what? He got 21 chapters of Judges. <laughs> 21 <laughs> chapters, a whole book of the Judges, 21 chapters. What you mean to change judge? He got a whole book called The Judges. 21 chapters of Judges. Now you see that? You can't judge me. And he got a book with 21 chapters in it. And it's a book of the Judges. And it's requirement to judge. You got to do what? Judge you know right. What but right. you got to judge right. So you got to know when you're judging, you're judging righteous. That's the stipulation of being a judge. You got to make sure it is righteousness when you judge. You got to make sure when you tell somebody something by judging them. What you mean, Latter day Saints? Can I, you want a case in point, huh? See, uh, can you give me a precept? Yeah. Let me do that. Um, Y'all mind, give me Deuteronomy 25, verse 1. 25, listen listen to this. 25, verse 1. Going over to the book of Deuteronomy. Chapter 25. Mm -hmm. Verse number 1. Book of Deuteronomy. Chapter 25. Verse number 1. Verse number one. The book of Deuteronomy. Chapter 25. Verse number one reads. If there be a controversy between men and they come unto judgment, the judges may judge them. Then they shall justify the righteous and condemn the wicked. Ain't that You mean I've been told... And that's to be the get out of jail free card mother all the time. You can't judge me. That's not true. See, that's your preacher said. You can't judge. You, according to what we read, Deuteronomy 21, he's going to judge at 218. Y'all lying? He's going to judge at 218, what it said, and judge at 218. All right. We're going over there to the book of Judges, chapter 2. And we want to read verse number 18. The book of Judges, chapter 2. We want to read verse number 18. Verse 18 reads, And when the Yahweh raised them up, Judges, then the Yahweh was with me. Oh, excuse me. Verse 18. And when the Yahweh raised them up, Judges, then the Yahweh was with the Judges and delivered 
them out of the hand of their enemies all the days of the judge. For it repented Yahweh because of... Yahweh was with the judges. He the one stood it up. So how you let somebody tell you, no, the judge that judge you, he got to be, what kind of way, uh, Yaman? Righteousness. Right. Then if it gets, if it gets too tight on you, young line, let's go and see what the answer to get too tight on you. Let's go and do the run of chapter one. Might, it might get too tight on you. Let's find out what happened then to get too tight on you. We're going to find out something. He says in Deuteronomy chapter one, Let's see the people say as we keep reading down to get our point. We're going to Deuteronomy chapter 1, verse 17. We'll read a little bit there. Now read, now read, read what it says. Um, 13. Peter's verse 13. 113. Matter of fact, give me two lines and Deuteronomy is 1, 1. Give me, make sure we know what the subject matter is. Then let's get down to verse 13 and read a little bit more. Give me two lines there, young line. One, one. All right. The book of Deuteronomy, chapter 1, picking up at verse number 1. Verse 1 reads, These be the words which Moses spake unto all Israel. So this word is not for all the nations. This word is for who? All Israel. So all Israel folks to know this. So this so, so Mother E, Mother Z, all Israel folks to know this. Verse thirteen is read a little bit. All right. The book of Judges, chapter one, verse number thirteen. I mean the book of Deuteronomy, chapter one, verse number thirteen. Thirteen read. <laughs> Take you wise men and and understand and known among your tribes. And I will make them ruler over you. Verse fourteen. Mm-hmm. And ye shall and you and ye answered me and said, The thing which you have spoken is good for us to do. Verse fifteen. So I took the chief of your tribe, wise men, and known, and made them heads over you. Captains over thousands. And captains over hundred, and captains over fifty, and captains over ten, and officer among your tribe. Verse sixteen. And I charge your judge at that time, saying, Here the causes between your brothers, and judge righteously between every man in his power, and the stranger that is within him. Verse 17, you shall not respect persons in judgment, but you shall hear the small as well as the great. You shall not be afraid of the face of man. The judgment is Yahweh. And the cause that is too hard for you, bring it unto me, and I will hear it. Verse 18. 
And I commanded you at that time all the things which you should do. You want to take a shot at that, young lion? Uh, hey, Mo, listen to him real good. Want to take a shot at that? That uh, 13 down the verse of 18. Want to take a shot at that? What is he saying? What is he saying? Hey, I know Mother, Mother E and Mother Z all here. And we're going to keep you to get a hallelujah for all day or they want to bring in something to help on what you get ready to say. What, take a shot at it 13 through 18. So let's paraphrase something now. Come on there, young lion. Well, okay. Well, we just got done reading about that uh, Yahweh took the wise men and uh, the rulers, and he made them uh, put them in position as uh, the chief man of the tribe. But he also says, he, uh, these are the judges. He said, I charge your judges at that time. Then hear the cause between your brothers and judge righteously. That means uh, 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 these judges had to be righteous, which are uh, the law keepers, the Torah struck first five books of the Bible keepers, and they got to be the ones that judge between a brother and um, even his, uh, uh, he wants them. He said he wants them to judge every man and his brother and a stranger that is with the moms up, the children of Israel. He let it be known that in his judgment, that the chief man will be doing the ones that righteous will be doing the law keepers. They should have no respect of a person in the judgment. He said, they said every uh, 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 man of judgment, whether it be small or big, he said, don't be afraid of no man because it's, uh, it's Yahweh's judgment. He said, so if anything is too hard for him, he said, bring it unto me and I will hear it. And that's what Moses was letting him know during that time. And um, pretty much to sum it all up, it was pretty much pertaining that the righteous got to do the judgment and that uh, Yahweh is Yahweh's judgment and that uh, they got to judge righteously in the judgment and it has to be even whether it's hard, big, or small judgment. Mm-hmm. And, and if it gets too tight on the elders, then you bring it to the seal. But the first thing people go to is the elders. That's why they ever got mm-hmm. to know what the Bible saying. And if you get too tight on you, you feel the title a little tight, then bring it to the seat. Then bring it yep. to the seat. But the first thing you do, you go to your hill. And if the hill to hear you out, you can be judging righteous on it. If it, if it gets too tight, you said, then it gets, don't just, it don't run to those fear. Only if it's not to your hill. The hill but to get you tight on the elder, then the elder brings him to see it, then the seer head, and then he will make a, a yachwad of his head and on it. Now, when all that was said, let's see what happened in verse 23. All right, we're going to the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 1. We're going to pick it up at verse number 23. 23 reads, And the same pleased me well, and I took Twelve men of you, one of your tribe. <laughs> so you see how it works, Mother. Hey, 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 Mother E, you uh, you you wanna hallelujah on that, or you wanna add anything to that? <laughs> huh? Hallelujah, <laughs> All right. 
Hallelujah. Now, on your line, let's, let's go to Second Chronicles chapter 19, 5 through 7 and 9. And Mother, help me. St. John chapter 12, 46 down to verse 50. And then we'll bring Mother Z in and see if she want to add to or whatever the Almighty put on her on the commentary. Now, young lions, we're going to be going to Second Chronicles, chapter 19, 5 through 7, and verse 9. This is good. Second Chronicles, chapter 19, 5 through 7, and 9. Brother Micaiah, come on. All right. We're going to read, we, we want to read the book of Second Chronicles, chapter 19, verse 5 through 7, and verse number 9. The book of Second Chronicles, chapter 19, verse 5 through 7, and verse number 9, verse 5 reads. And he said, Judge in the land there throughout, in the fair cities of Yadadu, city by city. Verse 6. And said to the judge, Take heed what you do, for the judge not for men, but for the Yahweh who is with you in the place. I mean, who is with you in the judge. Verse number 7. Wherefore now, let the fear of Yahweh be upon you. Take heed and do it. For there is no sin with the Yahweh, Yahweh. Nor respect the person, nor taking of gifts. Verse number nine. And he charged them, saying, Thus shall you do in the fear of the Yahweh, faithfully and with a perfect mind. Mm-hmm. And, and we read earlier, being perfect, just keep the law, keep his word. That's all it means. I got a perfect mind. Keep the law. Keep his word. That's it. Keep judging. Now, you can judge. Because you will make your decision according to what the Bible says. you just going to make decisions because of popular persuasion. No. You, you know the law. You know his word is saying. And you make a decision according to the scripture. So that makes you a judge. But you got to be right. What's going on there, Mother, in that... um? St. John 12, 46 down to verse 50. And we're going to bring Mother Z in to give a commentary on tape 14 after Mother's deliver. St. John 12, 46 down to verse 50. What is that, Mother E? Book of St. John chapter 12, verse 46 to 50. Verse 46. I am come a light unto the world that whosoever believeth on me shall not abide in darkness. Verse 47. And if any man hear my word and believe not, I judge him not. For I come not to judge the world, but to save the world. 48. He that rejected me and receive not my word, has one that judges him. The words that I have spoken, the same shall judge him in the last day. 49. For I have not spoken of myself, but the Father which sent me. 
he gave me a commandment, what I should say and what I should speak. Verse 50. And I know that his commandment is life everlasting. Whatsoever I speak, therefore, there are, whatsoever I speak, therefore, even as the Father said unto me, so I speak. Mm-hmm. So, Mother, um, what's going to judge you in the last day? He says, he says, the words I speak to you is going to judge you in the last day. I'm not a precept on that, Mother. What What is that he's speaking in the last days going to judge you in the last days by going to Second Ezra 13, 38? Let's talk about that, Mother. Let's find out what is this uh, going to judge you in the last days. He said, my words is going to be what judge you in the last days. Let's find out the precept of, of my words their mother expound on that and then we'll bring mother in. After you read second Ezra thirteen thirty eight. Second Ezra chapter thirteen verse thirty eight. Second Ezra chapter thirteen verse thirty eight read. And shall lay before them their evil and this torment where we are they shall begin to be tormented which are like unto a flame and he shall destroy them without labor by the law which is like unto fire <laughs> So that word is his what, my what so mother, what what word is gonna come judge them in the last days, mother? You gonna take a shot at that mother? According to eleven, thirteen, thirty eight. What's gonna judge you in the last he says his word's gonna do it. <laughs> what is, what is, what's the precept of his word gonna do it in thirteen thirty eight, mother? What's gonna judge us in the last days, according to thirteen thirty eight? Okay. The last line. The last line. Without labor. Without labor. Uh-huh. Without labor by the law. Excellent. Excellent. That's what's going to judge you. His word is his law. His law is his word. That's what's going to judge you in the last days. His word, which is his law, and his law is his word. That's it, mother. That's it. And you know, they go all the way through colleges, got degrees everywhere, and they, and that part, they don't, they don't have a clue what that. What's going to judge you is the law. The law is his word. His word is the law, the law is his word. See that? See how plain we can we have no problem taking care of? 
That's just the way it is, mother. It's just that plain. Mother E, Mother Z, tribe of Yad God Judah. Another one of the mothers out of Cap One. Now, Mother Z, you heard a whole lot of this stuff. Huh? She ain't coming on. Oh, Mother Z says she'll come on tomorrow? Okay, all right, excellent. All right. So, look what we're going to find out along the way. So, now we clear what's going to judge the world in the last day. The word. So, and, and that's why we got to make sure we got it right. And we can be judged as long as we judge what kind of way of your life? Righteousness. 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 When we judge, it must be righteousness. And what is righteousness in your line in 6, verse 1, 3? And 25. Hey, young line, Brother Micaiah, what is this going to judge us in the last days? We not even know his word, his law, but let's see if there's any rehearsal of it in Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 1, 3, and 25. Young line, what that say? Come on. What we do the line? Chapter 6. Verse 1, 3, and verse 25. Book of Deuteronomy, chapter 6, verse 1, read. And these are the laws, the statutes, and the judgments which the Yahweh, your Yahweh, the Yahweh, your Yahweh, to teach you. I mean, excuse me. These are the judgments which the Yahweh, your Yahweh, commanded to teach you, that you might do them in the land where you go to possess it. Verse 3. Hear therefore, O Israel, and observe to do it, that it may be well with you, and that and that ye may, may increase mightily, as the Yahweh, Yahweh of your father, have promised you, in the land that flows with milk and honey. Verse twenty-five. And it shall be our neighbor. It should be our righteousness if we observe to do all these laws before Yahweh, our Yahweh, as the Yahweh commanded us. Hmm. You hear that, mother? So you see, I always tell my mother one thing. We can judge. Long we judge righteousness according to the law, saying. See, the minute we get into our fevers and we ignore what the law says, that's when we run into problems. No, you can't judge. Because according to Yahweh, if you're not judging what I got written in this Bible, no, you can't judge. But if you're showing what the Bible's saying, yes, you can judge. Because you're judging right. Because Yahweh is what, mother? Let's start out what Joe, Joe says. It's a cause, boy, said 27, verse 4. Hey, hey Mother E. Can you have to see out what an Ishakar boy say about himself? Now, this is the spirit we got to have, mother, to judge righteousness. Job 27, verse 4. Come on, mother. Okay. Look at Job 
chapter 27. Verse 4. Verse 4. Job 27, verse 4. Verse 4 reads, My lips shall not speak weakness, nor my tongue utter deceit. Okay. So if, so if that so if you don't do that then you can judge, mother. If, if you're not giving your opinion on anything, you're showing them what the law saying, his words saying out of the book, then mother, that make you a judge. You can't judge. Because your lips is not speaking wickedness nor deceit. Then you can judge. Now you see what we gonna learn, mother. Now, what it, what do it say in Psalms 11, verse 3, mother? Psalms 11, verse 3. Psalms 11, 11, verse 3. What does that say, mother? Book of Psalms, chapter 11, verse 3 reads, Psalm chapter 11, verse 3. If the foundation be destroyed, what can the righteous do? That's the reason why we all over the place, Mother. So we ain't got our foundation. Yes, 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 Mother. Mother, I can judge. But I got to make sure I'm judging you righteous. And how you judge righteous is 119, 142, and 144, Mother. Psalm 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Your mother say you don't give no forgiveness when you turn back. Get a precept on that young line. Let's go to eight thirty thirty. Go to Hebrews chapter ten. Young line. Let's get a precept on that. Let's go to ten thirty five to thirty nine. Get a precept on that. Hebrews chapter ten. Matter of fact, um, read twenty two down to verse twenty six. Then skip down to 35 to 39 in your mind. Let's make a little meal out, make a little small meal out of it. Hebrews 10, 22, down to verse 27, 22 to 27. Then we'll skip down to 35 to 39. Young line, Brother Micaiah, you on the clock, come on. We're going over here to the book of Hebrews, the book of the Israelites, chapter 10, verse 22 down to 27, and drop it down to 35 to verse 39. Look at Hebrews chapter 10, verse 22 reads, Let us draw near with a true mind and full assurance of faith, having our mind sprinkled with, having our mind sprinkled from an evil conscience. And our bodies washed with pure water. Verse number 23. Let us hold fast that profession of our faith without waiting, for he is faithful that promise. Verse 24. And let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works. Verse 25. Not forsaking the assembly of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another, and so much the more, as you see the day approaching. Verse twenty six. For if you if so verse twenty six, for if we sin willfully, after that we have received the knowledge of the truth, there remaineth no more sacrifice for us. Verse 27, but a certain fearful looking for of judgment and fury and, and fiery indignation, which shall devour the adversary. Verse 35, cast not away therefore your confidence, which have great re- recompense of reward. Verse 36, for you have need of patience, and after you have done the will of Yahweh, you might receive the promise. Verse 37. For yet a little while, and he that shall come will come, and will not tarry. Verse 33. Not the just shall live by faith. I'm excuse, verse 38. Now the just shall live by faith. Any man draw back. My soul shall have no pleasure in him. Verse 39. But we are not of them who draw back unto perdition, but of them that believe to the saving of the soul. Do you see that? So we can't draw back. After we're going to take this good word, because we want, we want Yahweh to always be a seventy-three verse one, but we might need it. What 
We might need him. We online in Psalm 73, verse 1 says what? Going over to the book of Psalms, chapter 73. We want to read verse number 1. The book of Psalms, chapter 73, verse 1 reads, Truly Yahweh is good to Israel, even to such as are of a clean mouth. Oh! So, Yahweh is good to Israel, but Israel got to have a what? A clean mind. You got to have a clean mind, Israel. Not because you're Israel, like like John said, the Baptist. He can turn these stones into Israelites. He said, not because you're Israel, you got to show, you got to show some, you got to show some proof. Not because of the way I know I'm Israel, bloodline Israelite. So what? Yahweh is good to you, bloodline Israel, if what, according to 73, verse 1, Yahweh? 73, verse 1, read, truly Yahweh is good to Israel, to such as are of a clean mind. And uh, let's precept that and see how you get a clean mind, because if we don't educate those with a clean mind, they might think they go jump in the tub. And grab some soap and start just cleaning themselves up. No. Let's start out with the precept to that. Psalms 119, verse 8 and 9. Let's find out the precept to that. How you have a, he said, Yahweh is good to Israel if he got a clean mind. So we got to find out how to get a clean mind. Psalms 119, verse 8 and 9. How we get a clean mind, young lion? The book of Psalms, chapter one. The book of Psalms, chapter one, nineteen, verse eight, and verse number nine. Verse eight reads, "I will keep your law, O forsake me not utterly." Verse nine. Wherewith all shall a young man cleanse his way by taking heed thereto, according to your word. Well, so we just can't just get a clean mind by, okay, I got a clean mind. I got to do what to get a clean mind at it? Young line, according to 119 verse 9, what I got to do for Yahweh to take good with me and keep my mind clean? What I got to do according to the precept 119 verse 9? Take heed according to your word. You see that? Oh, all right, all saying keep the law. If you want Yahweh to be good to you, keep the law. That's all they tell you. If you want Yahweh to be good to you, keep the law, and he'll be good to you. Matter of fact, just precept that and see where all that's coming from by going to Deuteronomy 10, 12 through 15 in your line. So you see how he we kind of make it plain with you. You want, you want the Yahweh to be in your life? They keep the law. That means you're keeping his word. He's telling you for him to be good to you, Israel. Keep the law, meaning keep his word. Deuteronomy 10, 12 through 15, what is that, young line? The book of Deuteronomy, chapter 10, verse 12 down to verse 15. Verse 12 reads, And now, Israel, what do the Yahweh? Your Yahweh require of you 
but to fear the Yahweh, your Yahweh, to walk in all his ways, and to love him, and to serve the Yahweh, your Yahweh, with all your mind, and with all your soul. Verse 13. To keep the law of Yahweh and his statutes which I command you this day, for your good. Verse 14. Behold, the heaven and the heavens of heavens is the Yahweh, your Yahweh, the earth also, with all that therein is. Verse 15. Only the Yahweh had a delight in your fathers to love them. And he chose their seed after them, even you above all people, as if, I mean, as it is this day. <laughs> Verse 13. Hey, Marie, listen to this, Marie. Listen to this when the young lion read Verse 13. The book of Deuteronomy, chapter 10, verse 13, reads, To keep the law of Yahweh and his statutes, which I command you this day for your good. I hear that, mother. It's for your good. He got to tell you, keep the law. That means keep his word. It'll help you out because it's for your good. Now, Paul heard all this good message. And 24-14, what did Paul say that we can read in Acts 24-14? Y'all lying. Now, let's see what Paul said in 24-14. All right. We're going over there to the book of Acts, chapter 24. And we're going to pick it up at verse number 14. We're going to the book of Acts, chapter 24. We're going to read verse number 14, verse 14, read. But this I confess unto you, that after the way which they call his say, so worship I, the Yahweh of my father, believing all things which are written in the law and in the seed. You see that? You see what Paul's saying? So Paul said, listen, you know, y'all got me coming up with something. No, no, no. We know you're going to mess up, but no, I believe in everything. And Paul's going to tell you in the 26th chapter of Acts what he on. Hey, young lion. And Paul's going to tell us something in 26 verse 7 what he on. See, now, I don't know why they want to read this. Paul, he makes it plain what he on in verse number 6 and 7. Acts 26. Verse 6 and 7. Watch Paul tell you what he owns. He's not believe everything is written. Now, he ain't going to tell him about what he's saying in Acts chapter 26, verse number 6 and 7. What do he say? The book of Acts. What is it? Chapter 26. The book of Acts, chapter 26, verse 7. 6 and 7. The book of Acts, chapter 26, verse 6 reads, And now I stand and am judged for the hope of the promise made of Yahweh unto our fathers, verse 7, unto which promise our twelve tribes, instantly serving Yahweh day and night, hope to come. For 
which hope sake, King Agrippa, I am a curse of Yada Jew. I'm accused. I'm accused of Yada Jew. So now give me a second correction seven one post statement, young line. You you stood up and grabbed out of young line. Now Paul with all the information, now he's going to the Corinthians in seven verse one. And look what he said in 2 Corinthians 7 1 and a closing statement. Back on our way tomorrow at 6 p.m. Come on, y'all, line is all yours after this. The book of 2 Corinthians. We're going to the book of 2 Corinthians, chapter 7. And we're going to pick it up at verse number 1. The book of 2 Corinthians, chapter 7, verse 1 reads Have me therefore these promises, dearly beloved. Let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting righteousness in the fear of Yahweh. Hey, that Come on, y'all line. Close it out. Close it out. Mother, all ears, come out. All right. Thank Yahweh for another blessed day to read his word. Thank you, Yahweh, for the opportunity in life to meet the spirit. Israel. Oh, seed I thank Yahweh for being able to teach my wife and children the word of Yahweh. I thank Yahweh also for the elders. Some places take you away, some bring you together. Marathon does both. Marathon is Florida's family key with something for everyone. You'll find museums and wildlife refuges, wide open beaches, miles of warm, clear water, and the historic Seven Mile Bridge. For more about Marathon and the latest safety protocols, visit flakeys.com slash marathon. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.